Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Be saved. I want you to take your Bibles this morning and go to the book of Matthew. And uh, Matthew chapter number 15. I'm going to try to just mind the Lord this morning. I think that's probably, I say that quite a bit, but I think that should be obvious. Uh, just try to do what He wants us to do. And I want to go to Matthew chapter number 15 and uh, preach a thought this morning that I pray will help us. When you find your place, go ahead and stand for reading of God's Word. And I'll say while you're standing that it sure is my honor to stand where I'm standing this morning. Don't take it lightly. It's my privilege. And I'm thankful uh, for the opportunity me and my wife had this morning teaching Sunday school. And, and uh, oh, man, I just, I just love, uh, I love being in church, but I love being in Amazing Grace. This church means a great deal to our family. Sure to appreciate this church and uh, all the prayers that's gone up for my family. I want to say thank you. Support our ministry every month faithfully. And I want to say thank you. I cannot say enough. Uh, I get to do what I do because the church is just like you that support us and why our ministry. I and mean, I just thank you just doesn't seem big enough. You know, man, we sure do love you. And now let's pray this morning, Lord, to help us. Matthew chapter number 15, verse number 22. The Bible says this, And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. And behold, he answered her not a word. His disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that, that very hour. Thank you for standing this morning. You can be seated. I love this story. In fact, this is one of my favorite stories in all the Bible. And its simplicity is just so beautiful. And I would say that some, most of us in this building this morning has either heard or is familiar with the story that I just read of this woman with this daughter that had a major problem. Now I want to look at this woman by way of introduction. I want to show you a few things about her. First of all, in verse number 22, if you'll see with me, you see her problem. This problem that she has is a serious problem because uh, this woman's daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Now, that doesn't mean she's possessed with one devil. If you study it out, that means she's got many devils inside of her. That's a big problem. That's a problem that I would say you would agree with me that she cannot help. That's a problem that's out of her control. That's a problem that she has come into contact with that she can't do anything about it. I'm sure as a mama, she has done everything she could to help her daughter. I know there's some mamas in here, and I, my wife's a mama of three. And you know what I've seen in my childhood with my mother and my wife as a mama? You know what I see as a mama does? They'll do anything to help their kids. And you know what? I guarantee you, this woman has done everything she could do to help her daughter. But guess what? She can't help her daughter. She's come into contact with a problem she da her daughter has that she can't do anything about. You know what? I don't only see her problem, but if you'll see in verse number 23 and 24, you see her position. The Bible says in verse number 23 that 
Jesus does not answer her a word. She calls out to him, cries out to him, and he don't answer her. Oh, good night. Jesus, for some reason, is trying to conceal himself. Doesn't want to make himself known just yet. Trying to hide himself for some reason. But this woman somehow has heard about who Jesus is and has heard about what he could do. And I believe she believed that what he'd done for others, he could do for her daughter. Amen. But he don't answer her. She cries out to him and he don't say a word. Verse number 23, after he doesn't answer, the disciples say, Lord, you need to send her away. She cries. She's crying after us. You know what that word crying is? It's not like a tear coming down, Brother Robert. It's like a mourning. It's like a wailing out. It's a screaming out. She's crying after them because she's got a problem. You say, well, you said we're talking about her position. What's her position? Jesus, let us know about it. Verse number 24, when he said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. You say, what is she, what's he talking about? She ain't a Jew. She's a Gentile. You see, her position is that of an outcast. It's that of an outsider. And what Jesus is doing is he's reminding her and he's recognizing that she is not a Jew. She's a, a lost sheep. She's not part of that lost sheep of the house of Israel. She's a Gentile. She's an outsider. She's an outcast. She's far without hope and she's far without God. You say, well, why do you say she's far without God? Because John chapter number 1, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, he said he was in the world and the world was made by him. The world knew him not. Verse number 11 said he came unto his own. What did it say? And his own received him not, but he came unto his own. You know who Jesus came for initially? He came for the Jew, Right? But they didn't receive him. But as many, I like verse number 12. But as many as received him, to them gave him power to become the sons of God, even them believe on his name. But she's not part of that Jew crowd. She's not worthy to even be in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, man. She calls out to him, and he don't say a word. That's, that's rough right there. She knew that she wasn't worthy. But you know what she knew? She knew he was worthy. So when he doesn't answer her, and then when he does answer her, he don't answer the way she wanted him to. You know what she does? She don't get angry. She don't get mad. She worshiped him. <laughs> you know why? Because she knows who she is, but she knows who he is, and he's worthy of it. So we see her problem, her position. Then let me show you her prayer in verse number 25. Let me say, come out. You know what she did before she prayed? She worshiped. You know what she did before she asked God for something? She worshiped him. You know what would really change your prayer life? When you get down to pray, before you ever ask God for anything, just spend a couple minutes telling him how good he is. When you get in that place where you just start worshiping him for who he is, Son, that prayer closet becomes so much easier to go and find a place in. But she prayed. She said, Lord, help me. That's all she said. I don't know if you've been in a situation like that, but there have been times that I cried out to God, and that's all I could get out. That's all I could get out. Lord, help me. God, i got to help you. Lord, help me. It wasn't a fancy prayer. It wasn't a long prayer. It wasn't a, a prayer that was going to grab the attention of anybody in that day, but it was a sincere prayer that touched the heart of Christ. Yeah, man. It wasn't somebody, that wasn't one of those prayers that thought, oh, man, she touched heaven with that one. 
It was simple. You know, when I was a boy, I used to think prayer was this magnificent, majestic thing. That I had to say just the right words for God to hear me. That's as simple as it gets. Lord, help me. You know what y'all do? Y'all just throw all the pretense out. Just throw all the, what, really what it is, all the pride out, the thinking you got to say everything just right. You just get real honest with God. And when you get real with Him, you know what He'll do? He'll get real with you. Amen. Man, she cried out and said, Lord, help me. And I think it made a difference, friend. So we see her problem, her position, her prayer. Then we see her persistence in verse number 26 and 27. She wouldn't quit. Here's a mama that would not be denied. She's not going to give up. She's not going to throw in the towel. You know why? She's got a burden and a problem that's weighing heavy on her heart. And it don't matter who she, who she is, no matter where she's from or what she's done, she realizes that the only thing that matters is that she gets the attention of the one that can do all things for all people. You know what she is? She's persistent. She ain't going to quit. And because of her persistence, we see her uh, prevail. Number five, her prevail. You know what happened? A miracle happened. It was a miracle that took place. Why? Because there was a mama that would not be denied. There was a mama that would not quit praying. There was a mama that would not take no for an answer. She kept praying and kept on going. Guess what? She saw prevail. There's two reasons why there was prevail. One, because God's sovereign and mighty and can do whatever he wants to do. But two, because she wouldn't quit. You know what needs to happen in your life? You say, preacher, you don't know what I'm up against. Preacher, you don't understand what's going on in my family. I don't know what's going on in your family, but I know what will help it. For you to gain some persistence like this woman that says no matter what's coming up against me, no matter what's in my way, I ain't going to quit praying for my family. That's what helped her. But if you look at verse number 24 through, or 22 through 24 right there, you know what it looks like to me? It looks like everything in the world is against this woman. I mean, let's be honest. She's a woman of Cain, and the Bible tells us in verse 22. We talked about her position. She's a Gentile. Not only is she a woman of Canaan, but she's a woman. And I don't mean that as a slam. I'm just saying, in Bible days, that was a big deal. Y'all thought I was about to say something mean, didn't you? No, then it was a big deal. I think about Esther and Mordecai. When that new law was passed, Mordecai told Esther, you got to go in the throne room, you got to go talk to Ezra's. And Esther, at first, wouldn't even go in there. You know why? She was a woman. She wasn't permitted to be in there. She had to be asked to come in there because they were looked to be as lower degree of human being that day. But you know what? She was a woman of Canaan. She was a Gentile. She was a woman. That was against her. The disciples looked like they were against her. Said, Lord, send her away. You've got to get her out of here. She's crazy. They looked like they, the disciples were against her. I'll go this far. It almost looked like the Lord Jesus was against her. Because when she cried out to her, to him, he didn't even answer her. He was against her, it looked like. But here's a dear lady that don't, can I say it like this? She don't give a rip what's against her. She don't care what's coming up against her. She's got a determination in her soul that she's going to keep on going no matter who was against her, no matter what was against her. She ain't going to quit, and that's why you see her prevail. So let me preach on this this morning. What to do 
when it seems like everything is against you? What to do when it seems like everything is against you? Now, let's take a time out real fast. I don't know about y'all, but I've been there. Man, I've been there when it felt like my whole world was crashing. I've been there when it felt like maybe not the whole world was crashing, but it felt like everybody in the world around me was against me. Felt like I didn't have a friend. Felt like I didn't have somebody that was on my side. That's where this woman's at. Man, it feels like everything is against this woman. And it would have been easy for her to quit. It had been almost justified for her to just lay down, give up. She had tried and she had tried and she had tried. It had been easy for her to throw in the towel. Say, there's no use. In fact, she could have done like a lot of people I know and gotten bitter. When things got tough, she could have gotten bitter on things, on the world against God. She could have even said this. She could have said, I had a problem in my life. And I even got to the Lord Jesus Christ, cried out to Him, and He didn't even answer me. She could have said that. <laughs> That's what she could have done. But you know what? In her life, in spite of the problem, in spite of the people around her, in spite of the proclamation that was made by the Lord Jesus, in verse number 24, she ain't going to give up. She ain't going to quit. You know what you need to do in your life, in your Christian life? You need to be just like this woman. You can't quit. You can't give up. You can't throw in the towel when everything and everybody seems like it's against you. You've got to be like this woman. You've got to press on. You've got to go on. You've got to march on. You've got to carry on for the glory of God. You can't lay down. You can't quit. Look at them babies in your life. You can't quit. Look at those people you're influencing. You can't quit. You can't give up. You've got to keep going. So what was it that made her keep going? There was something that was driving her. There was something that was pushing her. There was, some, there was a driving force in her life that would not let her quit. What was it? Jesus gave us the answer. Verse number 28. When he said, Oh woman, great is thy faith. <laughs> you know what kept her going? Faith. You know what's going to keep you going? It's going to be your faith. Your faith is what's going to carry you through. Oh, man. It ain't going to be who's around you. It ain't going to be your friends. It ain't going to be your family. When it feels like everything's against you, it ain't going to be your family. It ain't going to be your friends. It ain't even going to be your church. Thank God for the church. And I'm a church man, but it ain't going to be your church. It's going to be your individual personal faith. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody was running to her aid. Nobody was trying to help her. She had run out of answers. Nobody was answering her. They were trying to throw her out and get her out of there. She was out of hope. She had tried everything I'm sure the world had to offer. And she had come up with nothing. But there was one thing. There was one treasure. There was one strength that she could hold on to and she wouldn't let go of. And that was the faith that she had that Jesus could fix her problem. Same is true for us today. The Bible still says that the just shall live by faith. The Bible still says in Hebrews 11, 1, Now that faith is the substance of things hoped for, it's the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews eleven six says that without faith it's impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. First John 5, 4. This is the victory that overcometh the world. Uh, even
day. Oh, man, you know what's going to carry you through when everything's against you? It's your faith, friend. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for the days in my darkest hour. You know what carried me through? It wasn't none of you. It wasn't my family. It wasn't even my wife. But it was the faith that I had in a thrice holy God. That's what carried me through. It was faith, man. It was faith that knew God had it all under control. It's faith what's going to carry you through. It's faith, Brent. If you ain't got your faith right, if you ain't trusting in Him, if you ain't dependent on Him, when that time comes in your life where it feels like the whole world is against you, you're going to crumble. You ain't going to make it. <laughs> you ain't going to make it. But I promise you one thing. All hell can break loose in your life. <laughs> And if you've got faith, you can make it. <laughs> I'm telling you, all hell can break loose in your life. And if you've got faith in God, you can make it through. You can make it. You can make it. But you don't know what I'm going through. I ain't got to know what you're going through. I know faith is stronger than it. I don't got to know what's up against you. I know who's on your side. You just got to believe in him. You just got to trust in him. You just got to depend on him. You got to stop relying on yourself. You got to stop depending on yourself. You got to place faith in the only one in the world that can help you through your problem. That's Jesus. Amen. Well, I was nervous about 15 minutes ago, but I'm feeling real good right now. It's faith, y'all. Faith. Say, preacher, that's repetitive. I don't care. It's faith. That's it. I ain't got nothing else. I ain't got nothing else I can depend on. Nothing else is going to carry me. Nothing else is going to uplift me. Nothing else is going to take me through. It's going to be faith. Hey, man. Well, let me preach about 10 more minutes. I don't know, maybe five. Well, that was a lie. I got 16 left. What did she believe in? What did she have faith in? Four things. Number one, she had faith in his mercy. Because the first thing she said to the Lord was, have mercy on me. You know what she knew? She knew as well as anybody that day. She didn't deserve to be even in the presence. She didn't have the right to be where he was. But the only reason she's there, it's not because of what she'd done. It's not because of who she is. She knows she's not worthy. She knows she's nothing, but she knows that she believes in something, and that is mercy. And more importantly, that, that she knows she believes in it, she knows he believes in it. Amen. She believed in his mercy, but more importantly, he believed in mercy. That's why she is there. That's why she had faith. That's why she knew she could get help. It's because she knew he believed in mercy. You know why I'm standing here this morning? Ain't because of what I've done. It's because of His mercy. You know what got you out of bed this morning? The mercy of God. You know what brought you to church this morning? It was His mercy. You know what saved you out of a devil's hell? It was the mercy of God Almighty. It was His mercy, man. His mercies are new every morning. 
Oh, yes, they are. If you ain't got nothing else to thank God for, you can thank Him for His mercy. Because had it not been for mercy, you'd be murdered in hell this morning. Had it not been for mercy, you wouldn't have a family. Had it not been for mercy, you would never get to see the gates of pearl. Thank God for His mercy. You say, preacher, I'm out. Thank God for His mercy and all, but what do you mean that's what's going to get us through when everything's against us for us to believe in His mercy? I don't understand. Here you go. This is it. This is the whole point. She believed in mercy. You know what that meant? She knew she was nothing. She knew he was everything. And she knew that he believed in mercy, which meant he knew she didn't deserve it, but he also, she also knew that he would help her anyway. Oh, man. You know what? I love doing stuff for people. I love it. That's what we did yesterday. You know what we did? We had Dollar General toy drives everywhere. And you know what we did? We collected toys to help people. I love helping people. You know what, though? I'll, I'll help anybody. But when I help somebody and they just love it, and they just, I mean, they just, it just means the whole world to them, you know what it, wanna makes, you know what it makes me want to do? Help them again. <laughs> it just makes me want to give them something else. It makes me want to give them everything I got. You know why? Because in those moments, they know they don't deserve anything. And they're just so thankful that somebody would help them. That's what mercy, that's why you need to have faith in His mercy. See, God's going to help you. Do you know what God wants you to do? He wants you to know you're nothing. He wants you to know that He's everything. He wants you to know that so you won't depend on yourself. And you've got to depend on Him. When you have faith in mercy, it's a realization you can have that you don't deserve His help. But because of mercy, he's going to give it to you anyway. <laughs> I love mercy. You know why? That means I can have help. If it wasn't for mercy, I wouldn't get no help. Because if it wasn't for mercy, I'd, I'd have to deserve his help. But because of mercy, I don't have to deserve his help. He's going to give it to me anyway. So in those times when you're down and everything is against you, you remember this. Even though you don't deserve it, he's going to help you anyway. Hey, man, he'll help you anyway. She believed in mercy. She believed, number two, in miracles. In verse number two, she said, My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. You know what her daughter needed? Nothing that anybody of this world could give her. She needed something unnatural. She needed something spiritual. She needed a miracle. Oh, yes. Her problem went beyond the realm of physical. It went beyond the realm of mental or emotional. Reached into the spiritual realm, but this woman's a spiritual woman. I don't know how she heard about Jesus. And I don't know how much she knew about him. But I know this much. She knew he was a man of mercy, and she knew he was a man of miracles. And she believed, she had faith to believe that he could help her. It was only one person. There was only one that could help her daughter. There was only one that could go beyond the physical. There was only one that could perform that miracle. It was Jesus Christ. And there's only one that can help your problem. There's only one that can go and perform a miracle in your life. And it's Jesus. You may be facing a situation today that you don't know the result. You have no idea what the outcome's going to be. You know what? You may not be able to figure it out. But that's a good thing. 
Because if you could figure it out, you wouldn't need faith. If you could figure out the answer to your question, you wouldn't need faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. If you can figure it out, why you need God for? So they've been sometimes, I didn't have the answer. In fact, RP, I didn't even know the question. I didn't even know the question. That's why I need to have faith in this miracle. Because you can't figure it out. That's where faith steps in. She believed in mercy. She believed in miracles. She believed in the master. Oh, yeah. She believed in the master. He answered her not a word, and guess what? She still believed in him. There's going to be times you're going to pray. It's going to feel a whole lot like verse 23. Jesus ain't going to answer you. You know what you need to keep on doing? Believing. Even those times that you don't hear anything. You don't see him working. Still got to believe in him. See, Jesus knows that she's not leaving. When he didn't answer her in verse 23, he knows. He knows she ain't going to give up. You know what I believe he was doing? I believe he was trying to pull something out of this woman. I believe he was trying to pull that faith out of this mama. That's why he don't answer her. When God don't answer you in your prayer, what's your reaction? Do you keep believing in him? Or do you get frustrated? Give up? You say, I don't understand why God ain't answering. It feels like I'm praying and my prayer's bouncing off the ceiling about to hit me in the forehead. You know what God might be wanting to do? He might be wanting to pull something out of you. It might be God wanting to develop you. You say, preacher, what I'm going through is going to destroy me. No, it ain't. It will develop you. <laughs> what I'm going through, you don't understand, preacher. It's going to, it's going to destroy me. No. God's wanting to develop you. You know what you need to do? You exercise a little faith. You believe. She, she believed in the master. Man. I said, preacher, I've been praying. Don't seem like God's answering. Just keep praying. You may be one prayer away from the windows of heaven opening. God's solving your problem. Listen here. God's delays are not always God's denials. Just because God ain't answering you, that don't mean he's not working. You need to believe in him. Some hard times in life when you just have to go on the unseen. That's where faith comes in. You may be here. Everything in your life's hunky-dory. I'm glad for you. I mean that. I'm happy. You know what? Not everybody here is like that. Some people here feels like everything in the world's against them. Feels like they don't understand why everything just feels like it's so hard. You know what? Those people that feel that way, you know what you need to do? You need to exercise some faith. You need to believe. You need to believe. That's what you do. That's why when everything was against this woman, she could keep going. Why? Because she believed in the Master. She believed in Him. She trusted Him. She trusted that He was in control. She believed in mercy. 
She believed in miracles. She believed in the master. Number four, and I'm done. She believed in morsels. Verse number 27. She believed in morsels. When he finally answers her in verse number 25, he don't answer the way she wants him to. And then in verse number 26, when he answers her, he calls her a dog. It's not meat to take the children's breast and cast it to the dogs. <laughs> but her faith still strong, still believes in his mercy, still believes in the miracles of God, still believes that he's the master, and she looks at him and she does the only thing you can do when God says something to you. She agreed with him. He said, it's not meat to cast the children's bread to the dogs. And she said, truth, Lord. <laughs> I love that right there. She said, you're right. <laughs> Maybe that'll make y'all laugh, but that just makes me laugh. She said, you know what, Lord, I agree with you. I ain't nothing but a dog. That's what she said. She agreed with him. He called her dog. It didn't insult her faith. Her faith didn't waver. She didn't take one step back because she knew that everything he was saying was true. She didn't deserve his help. She didn't deserve it. She was nothing but a dog. So she sided with him. She agreed with him. But she believed in something. She believed in morsels. Anyone know what a morsel is? Crumb. About that big. Ain't nothing big. Ain't nothing... Ain't nothing right home about, just a crumb. And he called her a dog and she said, you know what, Lord, you're right. But Lord, even the dogs, <laughs> even the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. I think it's just amazing that he calls her a dog in one verse and she calls him the master in the next. He puts her down as far as she can go in verse number 26 and she lifts him as high as he can go in verse number 27. He puts her down, she lifts him up. That's what worship, that's what worship is. You know what, when you'll truly worship, when you see who you are and you see who he is. If you've got pride in your heart, you're never going to be able to worship because you think you're something, so you can't worship. But true worship comes when you know you're nothing, but you know he's everything. And when you realize that, you won't be able to contain yourself. Worship will jump in, friend, and you'll agree with him that you're a nobody and he's everything. Oh, yeah. She said, even the dogs, Lord, eat, get the crumbs that fall from their master's table. You know what she's saying real fast, and I'm done. Here's what she's saying. Lord, you're right. I'm a nobody and I'm a nothing. I'm just a dog. Even the dogs. She said, Lord, this is a big old problem in my life. I don't deserve your help. I don't deserve it. But Lord, if you'd just show me some mercy, if you'd just help me, if you'd perform a miracle, Lord, this problem is huge to me, but all this is to you is just a crumb. It's just something real small compared to your power. To me, it's huge. But to your power... It's about that big. That's having faith, friend, to believe that even though she don't deserve it, and even though it's huge to her, she knows that it's nothing compared to the power that God has, that Jesus has.
She believed that no matter how big her problem was, it was just a morsel to the master. You know what? Miss Danny, play on the piano this morning. You play on the piano. It helped me quit preaching. You know what problems do? Problems have a way of overwhelming us. You know what your problem is to you? It's big. Me looking at your problem, I might not say it's very big. But my problem's always a big problem. That makes sense. If it's my problem, it's a big problem. And if it's your life, to us it may not seem that big, but to you it's everything because it's your life, it's your world, it's your problem. Big. You know what problems do? It has a way of overwhelming us. Has us a way of making us feel that there's no way to get around it. There's no way to fix it. But man, that's where faith... I'm telling you, I wish you could see my heart this morning because there's no way I can convey the way I feel about having faith in Jesus. I think sometimes we forget who we're serving. He's the creator of the universe. He created everything you see. Man, I tell you what, he spoke the world. By the word of his power, he spoke the world into existence. And friend, if he can make a world out of nothing, he can make a way out of nothing. You may be in your life and your, in your family may be facing a problem. Don't understand how it's going to work out. Can I tell you, that is the perfect moment in your life. That is the perfect moment in your life to find out who God really is. <laughs> it's in those moments, Olivia, when you don't know how tomorrow's going to happen. You don't know what you're going to face and you don't know the result. That is the most beautiful moment that you can find out who God really is. Do you know what you need to do this morning? I don't care if it's a big problem or if it's a little problem in your life. You ought to find a place to pray in this altar and say these words, God, I'm so undeserving of your help. But God, if you would just show me some mercy, help my problem. Lord, I'll believe you. I'll put my faith in you. I'm doing it right now. I'm believing in you to help me.